Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 Calgary West. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire your walk with God. For more information about our church and community, check out myc3church.ca. Stephen's doing, him and Brittany have done such a good job down at East Village. Phenomenal. And uh, we gotta, we got to keep praying for them. Um, but anyway, I hope you can make it out. It doesn't matter, like, uh, if you're married. Uh, you know, if you were a male or a female, you'd be welcome to come to that. That'd be great this weekend. And, um, and I think that the only other thing I want to say is there's Bibles out there to buy. And um, if, you're having, if you're working through that journal and you're having questions, we have a web, or, uh, an email, journal at myc3church.ca, just journal, if you have any questions, because I'm finding people get hung up on some stuff, and uh, I do as well, but we'll, we'd like to help you make that all work. All right, so um, this is very exciting. Yeah, Jacob's here. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Guess what I'm speaking on this morning? Jacob. I know. I think there's a Jacob generation actually rising up, frankly, one of the... the currently, and it's a little bit like the fellow we're going to look at. Uh, I just want you to join with me and pray. I feel like this week was a real dark day as um, legislators uh, were able to pass a bill on late-term abortions. This just breaks my heart, and uh, I know it hurt, grieves the heart of God. So why don't you just join with me and, uh, and, and, and agree in prayer. Father, your uh, word says that when we, uh, what we do on earth affects heaven, and, uh, and so, Father, today, you said that we could use our keys to bind. And so, Lord, we bind the lies and the legislators that are trying to promote murder in our country. And we declare your supernatural presence, Lord, to guide our country. Your word says that righteousness exalts a nation. And I just declare, Lord, your supernatural presence that would overshadow every law that's taking place in Canada. Oh, God, you said that we could stand for our nation. And we just declare that the womb will be a safe place, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for directing our country of Canada in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, <clears throat> okay, I want to, it's nice to have Brittany and Steve back from the little island of Tasmania. That's great. They went, they went home for a little visit back to Steve's home. And so it's good to have them back. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, the, the church. This is our last one on church. Um, I'm, I'm really encouraged by my messages <laughs> it's not, I, I actually am, because it's important to, like, review, like, what is the church and why the church, and I'm, um, the best way to learn something is to actually teach it, um, so I think that that's why we're supposed to, what, what we learn, we're actually supposed to share with others, and so if you want to keep your revelation, give it away, because only what you have, you can give away. If you don't, if you can't give it away, you've never had it, and what happens when we give it away, it actually multiplies, and so I'm blessed to be able to teach the word. And that helps me to keep the word. And so I want to talk about <clears throat> the church today. And uh, I want us to look at the church as a gate, as a gateway. And this was Jacob's revelation. Um, it's, quite a, it's quite a story, um, the story of Jacob and his, uh, what, what um, happened in his life. Um, he was uh, running from his family. He was a bit of a trickster. Him and his mom, Rebecca, were um, schemed to get the get the blessing, and uh, that's always intriguing to me, the blessing, how the blessing works. I'm very intrigued by that. And uh, of course, really, you know, towards the end when, of Genesis, when, when, when Isaac is praying blessing over his kids, that just for me, you know, and, and Kelly, we were just like once again going, wow, how, uh, what, what actually happened? And, and part of the church, um, what we're 
meant to do, I think, and meant to be, is we're a place of transaction. That's what happens here. It's a, because, because the gateway was meant to be an access point. It was either an opening or an enclosure. A gate was an opening or enclosure in a, in a wall or in a building. That's what a gate was. And um, Jesus said there was an authorized way into something or out of something, and he actually called himself, one of his titles was the door. I don't know if you know Jesus as the door or not. He's an ac- access point to things. Um, there's a way that's authorized and there's a way that's unauthorized. He said if you come in auth- unauthorized, you're like a wolf. And, um, and so he says that, you know, some people try coming, you know, jumping fences and stuff. And, of course, as a, um, you know, we had to really discipline those sheep that when, once they're a jumper, we used to call them jumpers. Uh, once they're jumpers, you had to either hobble them, tie their two legs together so they couldn't jump, or else um, lamb chops. <laughs> because what they would do is, no, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's what happens what, because w- w- other sheep follow. And so, uh, right, it's not always complimentary to be called a sheep. Um, but anyway, the, the, there's an authorized entrance point. I'm quite convicted by this. It's the same when we'll talk about marriage on Saturday. Um, the Bible sets a really high standard for marriage. It's, it's the highest form of relationship known to men. It's called a covenant. Blood covenant. Takes blood. And, and so we need to uphold the things that God upholds. And, and, um, but there's, but, but uh, just talking about this, this whole idea that Jacob had this revelation of church as a, as a gateway. And um, whenever I read through the scripture, of course, I'm looking for Jesus. And, and this is a perfect picture because, because the father had, the, the, the son is out looking for a bride. Have you, have, have you seen, have you heard of that theme before? <laughs> and in fact, the longest chapter in the Old Testament, or in Genesis, is about a husband looking for a wife. This is a, like, like it's, this is a big task. Um, Anyway, anyway, um, <clears throat> so he's looking for his bride. He went, went looking for a bride. He's, he's on his way to Uncle Laban's place. And it's just an ordinary outing for him. But something happens supernatural to him. The place that was an accidental place, just an ordinary place, became a supernatural place. And that's what the church is. You may have, for whatever reason, shown up here today. I don't know if you just seen the sign and said, I better stop in sooner or later, and you finally obeyed. <clears throat> but, but, but we believe that the church is meant to be an access point, a gateway for heaven to ascend to earth. And, and we see that in John chapter 1, verse 51 as well, that Jesus was, is that very thing. So, so Jacob's revelation <clears throat> of the church is a, is a huge revelation, I think, and um, and it just be, it, it's just uh, a gate uh, pictured in the Old Testament, was symbol, is, which was symbolic of, of um, places of authority and places where decisions were made and transactions were made. And, um, and I'm just going to go just a little bit off script right now <clears throat> because I can't help but feeling I want to pray for the blessing of this family. It's so nice to see this family all together, your family. And this is a beautiful thing. I wonder if you would just stand so I could bless you. Could this, you, this whole row, this is one family. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's others that are not here, but it's a huge blessing to have a, a, have a family and the generations together. So just join hands as I pray for you. Father, we declare blessing 
Generational blessing, unity, favor, provision. Lord, I pray your blessing upon this family. I thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of generations. And we get to see these generations right here, three generations. Lord, just like the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob right here. And so we thank you for the flow of faith that this house, this is a household of faith. And we bless these generations in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 <clears throat> I hope that's kind of okay. <clears throat> Sometimes little distractions are just that distractions. Other times they're divine. So I think that was divine. Um, <clears throat> this thing about, um, about how important it is, I just want to talk about how we build. Canada, when, when Canada and America, they're asked uh, if they believe in God or not. And all the polls would say like large percentages of them do. Uh, the, the, the trick is not many of them uh, really are part of local churches. You know, it goes from like 80% 80, 80 of believers uh, to like, you know, 20% of, of who are belongers or attenders. And, um, you know, I realize there's disconnects. The church has not always been that awesome. I, I realize that. But uh, we'll pray for that at the end of the service too. But uh, I actually am looking not just for believers or belongers. I'm looking for builders. Because, and, and to build, it takes a certain caliber a certain capacity of a person to build <clears throat> and keep building. And so that's what I think the revelation uh, for Jesus when, when he said, I will build my church. And he said to Peter, he said, okay, so since you have that revelation, you got that revelation not from uh, a man, but you got it from heaven. Where was he getting his building material from? From heaven. He said, okay, I can build my church on that, on the ability to see a revelation from heaven. And, and then he said, and by the way, uh, you're no longer Simon, you're Peter. And so what happens when we get a revelation of Jesus, we get a revelation of who we're called to be. And, and we begin to walk in that new redeemed identity. What happens is we get actually a promotion in our, in our assignment as well. So he was then given a whole different task at that point. And so, so, G, so the church is a family, it really is, and God's building the family. And while family hasn't always been awesome, we still believe in family. Right? There's some brokenness and dysfunction, but we're not going to give up on family. And the church as well is a family, and there's some brokenness and dysfunction, but we're not going to give up on it. We're going to continue gathering together and build the beautiful house of God. Jesus said this. He said, I'm not going to leave you like orphans. You're not going to be without a father. I'm going to, I'm going to include you in a family. He takes the lonely and places them in a family. Might be the other reason you're here. But, lo but loneliness is not the absence of people. It's the absence of intimacy. You can have lots of people around you, but still be lonely in your heart. And so the, 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 the thing that we need to do is not just show up. We need to connect and be part of building the, the beautiful house of God. So Matthew chapter 7 gives us a picture of how to build. And I just, I just love uh, the more agrarian the illustrations are, the better they are for me. And uh, I grew up with dirt under my fingernails, and I'm proud of that. But it says in chapter 7... He says, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. It's, uh, this is like, man, what a, what a message to the shepherds. They, they look harmless. Ever came across, well, okay, that's, this isn't my point. <clears throat> um, but, but really, they're wolves that will tear you apart. Uh, you can detect them by the way they act. You can identify a tree by its fruit. What's he saying? He's, he's saying that in Genesis, there's a universal law that, that, that things reproduce after their kind. He says, and you can tell, always tell the fruit by its tree. You can, this is pretty simple. Oranges don't grow on apple trees. They grow on orange trees. That's where they grow. Well, it's the same, he says, because we're trying to cultivate 
our own little orchard or vineyard here. And he says there's a way to build so that when storms come, and don't you know that storms are coming? On, on the landscape of, of our world, storms are coming. There's storm clouds that are building right now. This little, this little thing that happened in New York, while it doesn't seem little, there's lots more clouds that are coming and building, and storms are on their way. Are you ready for a storm? Because we're told there's a certain way to build a family or to build a church or to build a business where when a storm comes, the house won't fall. And he makes it really clear. He says, he said, they said, well, well, Lord, didn't we do all these things in your name? You don't build a house, the Bethel, the house of God. You don't build it just on prophecy. You don't build it on deliverance. You don't build it on miracles. Wouldn't it be great if all those things happened? Yeah, but they happen a certain way in a certain order. And he says, those things I didn't authorize. He says, you didn't, you didn't know me. You didn't have a relationship with me. You're functioning just out of gift. But it's more than that. We're gonna, we, the, the church he said he would build, the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And, and that requires a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> One that where you're getting building materials from heaven to build your life. And he said, this person, anybody who listens to my teaching and obeys them, I just love that you're here listening. But that's not enough to build a great house. Are you hearing me? It's not good enough that you just hear the word. The Bible says when we just hear it, we're deceiving ourselves. I found that I have an unlimited capacity for self-deception. It's completely unlimited. And you know what? I don't know when I'm self-deceived because of the nature of deception. You think you're right. <laughs> so we have to be in a community that will help us with some feedback. In order for steel to sharpen steel, there needs to be two pieces of steel. And one has to be softer than the other. This love being sharpened. Anybody who listens to my teaching and obeys them, he's wise. And he's like a person that builds a house on a solid rock. And even though the rains come and the torrents come and the floodwaters come and the winds come, that life, that house, that church... That business will not collapse because it's built with solid building materials that he got from heaven, not from Home Depot. This is a, this is a really big thing. Because you can go ahead and build yourself a great life. But it will get tested and proven whether it stands or falls. And if you build upon sand, when those storms come, that house falls. Don't, don't say that somebody didn't tell you. Storms are coming. Can your house take the storms that are coming? I'm, I'm preparing you for the last days because we're well into the last days right now. Don't think that those days are someday. They're here today. We live in dark times. <laughs> so, so how are we going to build? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. You build by listening to the word of God and obeying the word of God. Listening won't do you any good. Sorry, just listening to the word. It's how, you, how that works for you. And so here's what, because we're meant to be, you're meant to experience something of God when you show up in church because it's a gateway to heaven. You should experience a little heaven. But, but our experience is not, we've experienced something from another dimension rather than heaven because we found people were not getting along and they were, bickering and backbiting and whatever, and that, that house will fall. When houses are divided, they fall. So, so, so why aren't I, 
if I get asked, why, why am I not feeling something? I say, well, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to actually enable that feeling? Feelings are powerful. They're, 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 they're way stronger. They're one of the strongest motivations you'll ever have. So you got to get your feelings in order. But you know that, but you don't feel your way into an action. You act your way into a feeling. <laughs> you got to you got to do something because the universe is interactive. <clears throat> don't, don't be expecting a harvest if you haven't been sowing. It won't work. So the church is a place of transaction. Church is a place of where heaven meets earth. And, and the, this profound passage, and it's only half a chapter, 10 to, chapter 10, sorry, 28 of, of Genesis. Uh, but to me, it's the, it's the prototype of, of the New Testament church. And, um, and so he, he's getting, he's, he's becoming aware that there's actually an access point where when something, when God wants to do something on earth, he has to, he has to come down a ladder and go through a gate. And, and so that's what the church is, a place of transaction, a place of access. The, the, the church is meant to be a gate. And, and he says that, we're, it's interesting about the, how, he's, how he refers to it. He's, he's just at sundown, which that's where we're at right now on, in, in history. The sun's going down. Grandpa used to say when small men cast big shadows, you, you know the day's just about over. <laughs> so, so he goes at sundown. He arrived at a good place. There was a specific place that he set up camp, and he stopped there for the night. And he found a stone for a pillow, and he lay down to sleep. And as he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth to heaven. And he saw angels of God going up, coming down. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. He said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather. This was always meant to be the case, is that grandfathers and fathers were to transfer their faith generationally. It's always been the case. So I don't find it that hard, actually, me and my relationship with the Lord. I don't find that that, that difficult. It's, I mean, not really. But what I find difficult is transferring that generationally. That's, a, that's, a, that's an art. Um, people, kids don't, typically don't do what you say, they do what you do. And, um, but he's, he's at this, it's very interesting portion here because he, it says that the Lord said this, that I am the God, the generational, the multi-generational God, and the God of your father. And the ground that you lie on belongs to you. I, I love that. And I'll give it to you and to your descendants because he's speaking generationally now. And your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth, and they'll cover the land from east to west, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. It's going to go on generationally. We've got to honor the generations so things move generationally. And what's more, I'm going to be with you and protect you wherever you go. Love that promise. Wherever you go, and I'll, and I'll protect you, and I will someday bring you back safe to this land, and I'll be with you constantly until I've finished giving you everything I've promised. It's a place of promises. You come to the house of God. It's meant to be a place where promises are received. <clears throat> then Jacob woke up and he said, surely the Lord's in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. I and he said, he was afraid. And he said, what an awesome place this is. It's none other than the house of God, the gateway of heaven. I, lo I love that, that it's the gateway of heaven. And then he says, after that, he said the next morning he got up early and he took the stone that he'd used as a pillow and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. And he poured olive oil over it. And he named the place Bethel, the house of God. 
This, you got to look at this. You can't miss the metaphor about using stones. And this is, you and I are actually called stones. We're living stones. Being, we're being fit together. It's important, you know, that, that you cooperate with the stone that's beside you in the wall. I don't like that stone beside me. It's a granite. I'd rather have a sandstone beside me. We're so fussy. Just shut up and be a stone. Just stay in your place. You take your, if you move yourself out of the, your living stone, because you can move out of that place. Are you in your place? Are you in the right place? Because God places you in the body, and then he fits you together. When you think of fitting, think of sandpaper and chisels. He fits you together. Yeah, I don't like this stone that's beside me. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to be sanded down a bit? Because you need to get along with the stone on either side of you or else the integrity of the wall is compromised. I know you're living stone and you can jump out of that place anytime you want. This is a problem. But in order for the wall to get built, you have to be faithful to your place. He's, he's, he's building something. And you've got to be building material. You can't build with pillows. You can you fluff pillows. You can mush them around a bit. Gosh, I've met a lot of pillow Christians. They just like to be fluffed. Just tell me how awesome I am. Okay, you're awesome. Now get in place and be a stone. <laughs> I'm being real nice. But what, when I say it, it's different. When the Lord says it to you, and you stay there until I tell you to move. Anybody, that, that happened to you as a son or daughter? Yeah, you stay, you don't, and you don't leave there until you finish your peas, and you don't move until I. Hey, listen, we're, we're, we're a church that's meant to, that, that's really, we're, we're family. I don't want to tell you where to go. <laughs> I don't want to tell you where, to, where you fit. I want you to find your fit and be mature enough to get in that place and stay in that place and, and hold that ground and be faithful, be committed, because we're building something. I know, I know you'd like to jump out of that place and go to another place. Well, there's a wall across town. Well, I'll better fit. Well, away you go then. Away you go. But for goodness sake, let's help build the beautiful house of God. And to build the house of God, you've got to be committed to a place. There's a place. God said, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that's never been done before. I'm going to pour my spirit out. And I want you to go to a specific place. There's an upper room where I need you to go. Oh, I don't want to go to the upper room. I want to go to the main floor. Fine, you'll miss the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There was a place. He said, I want you to get a donkey and come over to this specific place. Yeah, I don't want to go to that place. I'm going to go someplace else. Well, fine, but you'll miss Jesus. I'm just saying some things over y'all because I don't know who I can. I'm kind of preaching to me because we got to find our place. Man that doesn't have his place like a bird that leaves his nest. What happens in a nest? Legs, legs are aid. <laughs> are you still there? <laughs> what happened? Your future is in the house of God. Your future generations are in the house of God. But you got to stay on the nest until the eggs get, eggs get them. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Lord, you preach it to them. You're better than me. But you know what I'm saying? you got to find your place. I find people going here, going there. Where's my purpose? Forget about looking for your purpose. Look for your place, and you'll find your purpose. 
<laughs> and then stay in your place until he tells you to leave that place. Hold the ground what you got there and stand there strong and hold up everybody else. Tell that stone beside you, slap him on the belly and say, you're great. You here, I love you. You underneath me, you're beautiful. You up there, I love you. I love my stones. It's a metaphor, but are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> He's trying to build something. And you can't build with pillows. Stones are for building, but pillars are for extending. That's a different game. Once you become a pillar, which I love meeting pillars, pillar can take a whole bunch of weight and not get grumpy or pouty, fretty, you know, flaky. I don't want to go to this other building all over here. <laughs> building goes down. You extend with pillars. We need pillars. Why? Because we're expanding. We're going to build up, build some, because there's babies need to come in in Calgary. They're not going to drive out here, so what we got we to get to them. We got to go to some communities. Might even need to go to Airdrie. Who knows? The Lord knows. Airdrie might need a little encouragement. Who knows? But hey, what do I need? What do we need there to build? I don't need stones. I need pillars. I need some pillar people. They're not going to, pillars don't pout. Pillars aren't petty. Pillars are, don't have self-pity. Pillars stand, and they take weight, and they hold up under pressure. And what happens is they get stronger. Some of you don't want any pressure. We can't build if you're not willing to take some weight. Show up early. Stay a little later. Keep your attitude right. Feed yourself. Grow up. One day you'll be a pillar. God bless the pillows in the place, but Lord, give me pillars. He hears that prayer. Jacob represents chosen leaders, young and old. They're hungry for God to turn just an ordinary place into a place of encounter, a place of visitation. He said, I had no idea. You just, you just, you just came along because your wife said, let's go to church. And all of a sudden you get here and the power of God begins to, you go, whoa, wow, what happened there? It's an awesome place. House of God. It's a, it's a gateway. Definition of a gate is um, somewhere on here. I think I pretty well preached it. So, but I do want to mention a gate is where legal transactions were made in the Old Testament. A gate is a, made where, a place where leaders and elders sat to make decisions. The ecclesia is a governing force on the earth. It's a governing force. It has jurisdictional power in the spirit as long as it's right in the right place. It's where business contracts were made and witnessed. It was at a gate. We are a gateway. It's where prophetic messages were brought by prophets to see if they're legitimate or not. My, that's, this, it's a gate. Gates are powerful symbols of God's authority. Isaiah shows that law, God's laws and spiritual health for a nation were symbolized by gates. Je Isaiah 26 and verse 2, it says, open up the gates. Chapter 62 and verse 10, go through the gates and prepare the way for the people. This is what we're trying to do. Jacob was a, a gate builder. He sees a, sees a gate open and finds a ladder. La the ladder, John 1 and verse 51, is Christ. We preach Christ here. He's the ladder. There's one way to the Father. 
through Jesus. He said, everything you do now, you do it in my name. You do it, there's a certain way. Why? Because we're trying to build a house that the gates of hell can't prevail against. It's not what I like. It's what he wants. It's his house. You, we're not trying to get fancier messages or fancier lighting or fancier. No, we're trying to get better at welcoming the presence of God. We're trying to get, we're trying to get better at ourselves getting aside so he can, he can increase we, and we decrease. That's, that's the program. <clears throat> Jacob, a place... Like, like a place, like, like no other place. I showed up in church. I was like Jacob. I was a rascal running from my family. He, he, maybe some of you are rascals running from your generations. I'm so glad. He, says, he said that the, the church is meant to be multi-generational. It's built on generations. And we honor so that the building material flows through the generations because honor is a pathway. It's a spiritual pathway where things flow. That's why we honor. So it goes well with us. I'm so glad that I didn't have to invent a wheel. Generations before me did. I'm thankful for that. I didn't have to invent a computer chip. <laughs> we should talk to them about that. I didn't have to invent an alphabet. Why? Because generations before me did. Aren't you glad that I didn't have to develop air conditioning or AC current? I'm glad Tesla did that. Aren't you glad? Aren't, see, the, the gener- we got to bless the generations. I love it when families come to church. Because now I, now I can see where you got all your stuff. When I see your mom and dad and, you know, and your crazy uncle, I go, oh, I know why you're like that. You got to see, you see the family, right? Then you, now, now you know what, you, what you're dealing with. Bring your family along. It's a, I'll meet them. I'll look deep into their eyes and say, man, what did you do with them? kids of yours. Now they're here. We love the generations. We got, we got to bless generations. That's what we got to do. Um, <clears throat> my last point before I pray over some people. Last point is this. Sometimes Proverbs chapter 31 seen as the virtuous wife. Yeah, good luck with measuring up with that. It's a picture of the bride of Christ. That's what it is. <clears throat> Many would even say that Bathsheba was one of the ones that contributed to that chapter. But it says in verse 23, it says that her husband will be known at the city gates. There's a reason why we're outside of the city. Because I asked the Lord for a gate to the city. I don't want to be a church in the city. I want to be a gateway where we can influence the decisions that are made in a city. Sometimes you have to go to a gate so you can get something transacted in the kingdom of God. You got to find the gate. God gave us keys. He gives keys. What for? For gates. I would. I would like. I felt the strategy the Lord actually gave me was you have. If you take the four different north, south, east, and west, you'll have the city, <clears throat> and then one right in the center. I'm just saying this. I don't know how it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, but I'm just saying, looking after a gate to the city. That means that we get a say in what comes into the city and what goes out of the city. That means like tomorrow night when we have a prayer meeting, we're going to declare and decree what happens in our city because he gives us authority. This is a gateway, and we, we are protectors of the western gate. Whether you like it or not, this is a complicated thing, but I'm just saying this is part of the mandate of this church is to be a gate church. If we're going to be a gate church, we need pillars. We need stones. We don't. We, people come in, they're a little frail, a little bit you know, flighty, and sometimes a bit flaky, and 
we, have, we hug you and love you and you're all nice and cozy and that's great. But you stay here long enough and we're going to put a little steel into your backbone so you can hold some weight. <laughs> hold your own. So you can grow up and <clears throat> take a place in the gate and then someday become a pillar. Father, I think of your intention for your house. It's meant to be a place of exchange, a place of authority. It seems to me that that authority has been abused over the years. And this morning I want to pray for anybody that's been abused or hurt in the church. The church is meant to heal you. It's meant to be a place where the very essence of heaven is released. If you're here this morning and you've been hurt in a church, I want to pray for you very specifically. Intercessors, just pray for me now. This is heaven meeting earth. Just stand up, please. I know there's people here. You've been hurt in a church. Come on. Thank you. Others, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. It takes a lot of courage to thanks. Anybody else? Intercessors, just pray. We're going to reverse taking place in these lives. Church is meant to protect you instead of expose you. I'm sorry. On behalf of spiritual leaders and other church churches, I ask for your forgiveness where you were meant to be loved unconditionally. And instead, you were exposed and you were not treated like a precious vessel, cherished, but instead loved unconditionally and so I ask forgiveness on behalf of that church leader and that church please forgive us we didn't know Father I ask that any hurt or any wounds or any words or any images in their hearts and minds right now by the power of God could be released and erased and that forgiveness could flow and healing could flow and in that specific place where you trusted and that trust was broken I ask that trust could be restored slowly as you have courage to take those steps to move forward and Lord I ask that you would wash into these spirits, souls and bodies the beautiful essence of the presence of Jesus and once again bring healing and life in the mighty name of Jesus Amen could we just all stand together now <clears throat> Lord you're building a beautiful thing, and unfortunately, you got, you got to work with people like me that are a bit broken, not that handy with stuff, but our desire is to build your house your way. So, Lord, as we handle the things of heaven, even like in these next few moments in this baptism, Lord, I just pray for that supernatural transaction to take place in these young lives. Lord, this is a place where we celebrate steps of faith like this. Lord, let us be aware of the, of the delicate nature of the beautiful things from heaven that we transact on earth. And as a builder, Lord, I know that that stone that was anointed became the cornerstone, and that's Christ. Jesus, I want you to be the cornerstone of this house. Let it truly be a house of God. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.